This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Welcome to this edition of Cravings. My name is Tad Lombardo, and I, uh, our, my, our host Peter Dillon has got an annual leave day today, so we'll be um, flying solo today, so uh, hopefully all goes well. Uh, in the studio with me today, I have Vicki Lang and Matthew Butcher. Vicki is a, um, a bit of a food personality and is the author of 15 books, um, a food presenter on TV and radio, a food consultant, and you've d- uh, also done some um, campaigns for the Mushroom Growers Association, Australian Asparagus Council, and also the Victorian Cherry Association. And of course, Matthew Butcher is a um, the head chef at uh, Morris Jones in uh, Windsor, and comes very well acclaimed with working with um, you know Gordon Ramsay, Shannon Bennett, and um, Ryan Clift, which is pretty incredible. So we're going to be talking a few things today about um, uh, we're going to talk about fresh produce, what's what's in season. Um, we're talk about Christmas and whatever banter else comes along. So welcome to the show. Thanks, um, Ed. Great, great to have I feel you like guys my here. Resume doesn't hold up to no, to Vicky's. no, it does. But I've lived. Many, many years longer than you, so there I have been. I've lived a long time. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Um, Vicky, what's in season at the moment? Oh, of course, the beautiful cherries, although the cherry season's been a bit slow to start. Yep. There's not as bountiful a supply as you'd normally find, but they're gorgeous big cherries. So just watch out for them at the markets. And if there's not as many around as usual, that's the reason. Just a slow season, the cool weather and in um, New South Wales and some other areas, rain has yep. caused some damage as well. Yep. But it's um, definitely watch out for them. They're just so rich in um, nutrients. But apart from anything, they're just so gorgeous to look at and eat. What's your so favourite recipe with, with made with cherries? Fresh, absolutely, just the fresh just cherries. Fresh. Okay. But um, I've, as I said uh, uh, just recently, I've um, decided I would pick the cherries and roast them in um, maple syrup because I'm a bit of a roasting queen. Oh, okay. I like to really roast things to bring out the flavour. That's all right. And I'm going to yeah, mix them up for a lovely dessert. How about you, Matthew? What's your favourite recipe with uh, using cherries? 
Um, I like to use cherries on savoury dishes, actually, yep. a lot. So I've just uh, brought in the summer menu at Morris Jones yesterday. Yep. Um, so we're using the cherries, local cherries at the moment, with uh, a Gippsland duck breast. So we um, we braise the cherries in a in a red wine, a spiced red wine, yep. and sugar syrup, and then um, obviously um, pot them so there's no yep. um, pips in them, right. and then uh, we serve it with some corn su- corn sukatosh. Sounds so beautiful. With beautiful leek puff pastry, crisp beautiful. on top as well. So beautiful. But um, I think earlier. Uh, Vicky and I were discussing what her recipe with the the maple syrup and vanilla bean ice cream. So I'm sure yep. later on today, it could be a bit yeah. of a treat for me for dessert. <laughs> yeah. so I think. And can I mention with your the meats and things? And of course, I'm vegetarian, so I would use a, a good a fallback is a Saganaki style cheese or the halloumi or roasted oh, yeah. ginger tofu, as long as we've got lots of flavour. But what I the other thing I do, being a roaster, is um, roast uh, pitted halved cherries with chilies and red onions and things for a savoury dish and yeah, garlic. Beautiful. And that would probably go well with some of your sorts of things. But it, it's such an easy thing to do. And cherries, I agree, savoury or sweet, they're just they work amazing. Well. Yep. Maybe you can do a bit of consulting with me. Yeah, get our heads together. The best of um, <laughs> both worlds. That would be exactly. good. I'll tell you my least favourite favorite dish using cherries mm-hmm. clafouti you don't like in my mind it's overrated i don't know why i just i've never had a really good one that i've enjoyed i don't think i've had one for about 10 years since i was with shannon at Voodoo. right so and that i was, wasn't a big fan but yeah. but that's all right um moving into the ch- to to this season too obviously um you know the cherries have made the news yes. about you know obviously the fact that you were explaining earlier the yes. the problems with the climate and that sort of thing yes. and and it increases the price a bit um, but again, I think a lot of times it's, um, you know, one of those scenarios where media outlets like to just uh, attach to that kind of thing and, and create a bit of furor because people will think they can't get cherries and things like that. They and panic. Yeah. They're readily available. Um, and there's no need mm. to panic. Um, no, I agree. And especially as we get closer to Christmas, I know when, um, you and I are both passionate supporters yes. of Pran Market and the retailers who are very passionate about cherries and you would know this too, uh, Matthew, and that. When you're going out for Christmas or you take wanting to travel, you've got to go travel through traffic and get to someone's place. Yeah. It's nothing better than taking a beautiful kilo box of the best cherries. They might be expensive, yeah. big cherries, but whether they, your host or hostess opens them that day, it doesn't matter. They're so easy to put in a bowl and it's lovely balance to all the other, you know, quite you know, sort of rich fare that we eat at that time of the yeah. year. But they're just a beautiful thing to have. And they're like Christmas baubles. Absolutely. <laughs> it's one of my favourite parts of summer is cherries, yeah. The cherries, yeah. yeah. You get Definitely. so excited yeah. with, with having cherries in season. And mangoes. Oh, I love oh, – mangoes are my favourite. And when I've yeah. moved to Queensland a few times, and mango, I kept buying boxes of mangoes. The kids are going, aren't you sick of them yet? And I'm going, never. <laughs> I just adore mangoes. All the different types have different nuances as well. But interestingly enough, I, didn't, I never realised this, but um, cherries stop ripening once you've picked them. I never knew that. Yeah, same with pineapples. Often people yeah. wait for the pineapple, but then it looks beautiful in the fruit bowl and then it just gets rotten. You're best with a pineapple just to cut it up. They had a campaign once a little couple of years ago, um, ch- um, cut it, chomp it, uh, cut it, chill it, chomp it. Good idea. You can cut it up, have it yep. up, have it in chunks, whatever, however you want to use it, slices, put it in the fridge. Oh, I'm going to use those pump, that pineapple rather than thinking, oh, I've got to cut the blooming thing up. Yeah, you know? So those good. sorts of things are good. Yep. yep. Um, we're going to have to um, have some community service announcements shortly. And Matthew, when we come back, we'll, we'll see a bit more what's happening at um, Morris Jones. And we'll talk more about vegetables. Hi, I'm Manny Feldel, and you are with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. And we're back. Uh, the weather outside in Melbourne today is absolutely beautiful. It's uh, 18 degrees, and we have a top of 23 today. Um, again, we've got Vicky Lang and Matthew Butcher. And... Um, 
Matthew, we're going to talk about what, what you're about. Um, you know, I've, I've done a bit of research on you. I've known you for a couple of years now, and you grew up in a milk bar in Western Victoria. Is that right? I did indeed. Yeah. With my parents. Uh, I think that's where I sort of fir- first uh, found the passion for food, um, watching my parents cook in a little milk bar, takeaway food yep. shop. Um, my dad was known for his burgers. Same story I tell every time. Um, and my mum's work ethic, I think that's the combination between the two made me into sort of the chef I am now. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, and then I uh, moved on to a, a Chuka, um when I was 15 and took over, started working at a little Taco Bill restaurant. Yeah. And uh, new food was forever. So and here we are uh, 13 years yeah. later. And do your parents still have the place in Echuca? No. No, okay. No, no. Oh, well, it was in Western Victoria, and then we moved to Echuca when we were 15. So. Oh, okay. But um, a little country town called Penzurst, it okay. was. Uh, yeah. It was about a population of 500. Right. So not not many. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, then Echuca is now my home and my parents' home. Right. Well, that's Melbourne's great. now my home, but yep. Echuca you know, is where my parents are. So. Yeah. And you and I have a bit of an anniversary we Tomorrow, do indeed. Actually, sort of. I think it was Not actually in a weird way. two years ago. I was on this show as well. Yeah, I think the, I was talking about our, yeah, I think our dinner were, we yeah. were doing. So, and I can't believe that's been two years ago. And you know, we sort of you know partnered up and did this incredible dinner for forty people one night and had a, a second night. And um, it was all about the food and and chocolate and it was a, a great experience. It was a lot people of fun. People still talk about. I know they do. That, that mezzanine kind of, room for like a whole table full of chocolate and yeah. liquid nitrogen everywhere. In fact, they felt like they were in the snow. Yeah, with all the beautiful chocolate homes. It was great. It was really it was good. amazing night. So yeah, it was. Well, that's because you're an amazing uh, chocolatier. Oh, thank you. You're amazing. I'm very chef. found, very fond of you. Thank I've you. been for a long time. Thanks very much. And I'm just, I'm just so blessed to be here for you creating history today. Your first show. Yeah. How exciting! Okay. It is very exciting. By <laughs> yourself, right in solo. I know. So and, far, so good. <laughs> oh, you were game to invite me, and I'm sure Matthew will be well behaved, and I will be too. But I thank know. you very much because thank you it's, for um, it's when I heard joy, I think, oh, I love. Joy, that's how I run my life. <laughs> well, and, and you know, Joy's just had a huge anniversary um, on the 2nd of December, um, 23 years, um, oh. which is pretty amazing and, and great for our community. And, and it's a, it provides a voice, which is really, really important. And, uh, you know, it's really, I'm really proud to be a part of this and, and to, you know, have something to do with it and, and hopefully have a positive impact as well. So um, it's great all the way around. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And um, you've got a few new things happening. Yeah. Matthew? So I spend an, uh, I'm, I'm sort of working a lot of outside projects. This year has been a big year for me um, and the team. So um, apart from uh, sort of running Morris Jones, uh, I've got a new uh, um, project we're working on for the start of January called Mr. and Mrs. P. In, oh. in Brighton, on Bay Street. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Which is going to be a, an amazing little uh Charcuterie and uh, Speakeasy Cocktail Bar, right? Um, which is at 312 Bay Street in Brighton. Just Excellent. Chucking a yeah, you got to do that. Is there <laughs> a website? Uh, not yet. Okay. The website's been built as we speak, but okay. it is on Instagram, Mr. Yep. and Mrs. P. Okay. So watch out for that one. Um, so that one will be really fun. And then also, as we were talking earlier, I've sort of been working on uh, aged care facility food. Yep. So I've been working closely with the catering company and yep. um, I've sort of become the... Um, consultant executive chef for Grand Cedar Aged Care in Ashwood, um, their first one. Um, so sort of, you know, lunch by Matthew Butcher one day a week there. That's great. Which is uh, really challenging, but really yeah. rewarding in the same time. That's so, good. But uh, apart from that, the the U.S. Masters, the golf, yep. um, I, I was fortunate enough to go back over there this year and cook over there for, for 250 people over the 10 days. Sounds pretty the intense. Event. It was. It was <laughs> but it was... Uh, 
it's very fun. Yeah. It's 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 this is the best part about being a chef that you get the blessing of traveling and yep. being able to cook and do what you love to do and travel, which is two of my most favorite things to do. So And you've recently lucky. come back from Europe, haven't you? I did. Yeah, I, I saw did. that. <laughs> I uh, had some work in the States and then we actually my 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 brother and two sisters we we purchased tickets for my parents to travel to London. Oh, that's nice. From, actually that was their Christmas present yep. last year. So we took them away in uh, October this year and took them on a, a trip of a lifetime, That's which great. was amazing, through Europe. So went through. Uh, we had some amazing food experiences over there, also um, through Paris, uh, through right. London, and yeah. then through. We drove through Italy for ten days. Wow! Um, you know, we, we, I was just searching for them little restaurants with the nonna coming out with the meat cleaver, yeah. trying to kill the kids. <laughs> That's what I was searching for. Right? Was, everyone's trying to look at all the, you know, the the history and. You know, the churches that I'm just looking for crazy yep. chefs, but you know, it was an amazing experience. So. That's great. It's it's great to do that when when you're traveling because you some of the best experiences you have and that you remember are those food experiences, and even ones that you're not necessarily searching for. Vicky, do you have any food experiences that are memorable for you? Um uh, you know, that that stand out in your mind that yeah. have had an impact? I think it's oh well I haven't done all the travelling that um Matthew's done, but I know when I was in um Kuala Lumpur and I hadn't felt terribly well on the plane and right. I'm like, Oh and I usually then I just eat fruit and just try and clean. But the next day we went out and had a spicy some spicy dishes for breakfast yep. and homemade road and the was just the most amazing food. It was just a little family restaurant. It was just amazing and then right. you, you try and give a tip and they go, No, I don't they don't really want a tip, but they just want you to tell other people. So I came back the next day with 16 people. That's amazing. <laughs> and right. we just, so it was more those simple things where it's really genuine family food and it's – I focus – I love food, yep. but I'm really more people-focused. So even when I go to a beautiful restaurant, I'm more with the people and enjoying the food. But, you know, sort of the food is something that unites us all together. And yep. it's really so, the sociability of it that I really love and I love what you – I'm not sure exactly what you're doing with the aged care, but I just think anything you should, that but, gives... should, because I thought I saw you earlier stalking me on the internet. So. I did. I was looking at Morris Jones. Only just begun. But, but I love the idea of food is so important, and when you sort of feel you'd be a bit lost, you know, it's there's all those different tensions, you know, for people in institutions and so on, and I think it's just something that would give that brightness to the day and that someone cares enough to look at doing a special humanly enjoyable menu i think is magnificent and they're the sorts of things that really touch my heart so and i love to the passion of the chef because i don't go to a vegetarian restaurant necessarily i like bakiman and shakahari and i think it's um south his restaurant in south melbourne as well he's got an amazing way with food but i usually go to a restaurant where it's not necessarily vegetarian but the chef is passionate about fresh produce and passionate about what they do and that's got a flavor all of its own I think, I think Morris true. Jones is next on your agenda. Then. Definitely Absolutely. is, and the family, because as you know, my son, one of my sons, adores meat, and um, he grew up with me being vegetarian for many, many years. And his um, fiance is a vegetarian chef, <laughs> but she cooks meat for him. And I mean, as a vegetarian, <laughs> do you? First of all, what, what made you turn? What made me? And we turn? don't judge. We don't judge <laughs> here. Turn. This is like Joy ninety four nine. But well, I tried. No, I turn. I love that <laughs> terminology. Um, I trained as a home economics teacher. Yeah. Funnily enough, I was going to be a kindergarten teacher. It was because I loved people. But I trained in food and nutrition, and um, you know, I had to cook meat and train and cook brains and all sorts of things. And they weren't very nice because we did right. a terrible job with them. But then, um, when I was, I had a little house in Turidan, a little house there, and I was driving along the South Gippsland, um 
highway and we stopped at lights and then next to me was this little truck with little lambs peeping out at you and I thought, yeah. oh, I'm going to go home and roast one of your legs. <laughs> I just felt like really bad about it. <laughs> and so I thought, I didn't really like, I've never really been a passionate person for meat. Uh, I grew up as yeah. a competitive swimmer in my teenage years and we all had to in those days, it was a high protein you know, right. sort of bit of a culture in those days. But I didn't like meat that much, but I had to eat. My mum was a terrible cook. <laughs> she used to do um, lanthrine bacon and kidneys. It was, right. it was terrible because it wasn't well produced. My mum was an amazing cook. She I'm did her best. Be. But I, I think then I was sort of more favoured seafood. And we lived on Aspendale Beach for a while. Not on the beach. We actually had yep. a house, but <laughs> wasn't homeless. But we um, used to go out flounder fishing and then later I think oh it wasn't really fair they're just lying there you just fear them so you know but then the now neighbours would gut the fish and we'd have them for breakfast but then after a while I thought I don't really haven't missed meat but you eat fish no oh you're not no then I thought oh I haven't had fish or meat for a while and then I went on and then I went in when I was doing Vicky the Veggio and my recipes I did a lot of uh, vegan style food just to show I could do a Nicholas Pavlova or this or that just for fun right but it was more because I love experimenting with food and coming up with new recipe ideas. And then after, after a little while, I thought, oh, I haven't had meat for a while. And I'd actually naturally progressed. And then that's in the 70s. And I haven't really missed meat, but I'm not an anti-meat person. I just love that sort of food for myself. Have you ever fallen off the fence, you know, the bandwagon there? Or, no. or have you ever said at one point... I've never no, hidden in a cupboard and eaten that's a okay. <laughs> Well, that's what... Sometimes I've done talks and people might come along and go, are your children vegetarian? I'm like, no. And they're going, that's terrible. They might be from vegetarian yeah. society or something. I go, no, because it's a personal thing. I don't want to make... I didn't make no, no, no. my kids vegetarian. It's what they choose. Otherwise, they're going to be in the brewery yeah. cupboard eating a Big Mac or something. I want people to do what naturally yeah. feels right I feel them. like that's happening a lot more now, though, as well. A lot more people are going more vegetarian more mm. vegan like yeah, it's I a lot it's a healthier world now people sometimes progress through it though they, yeah. it's hard to pin down research on how many people are vegetarian because they might be vegetarian for a while especially young yep. girls for humane reasons and weight people think you'll lose weight and all sorts of things which is really it's a healthy diet and just natural you know physical activity and yeah. common sense boring stuff that helps you with that but the thing is that then people might travel and think oh well, I won't eat much meat it's expensive or I can eat this instead or whatever but then people become vegetarian but sometimes they think oh then I just crave chicken or meat and so people I think sometimes transition through these things come back and yeah. visit it more yeah. but it doesn't really matter as long as they're happy and healthy. Yeah, well, that's right. And you have a special mes- uh, menu, Matthew, at, at the restaurant for um, vegetarian Yeah, so we, we launched a vegan menu. Um, Full-on vegan. Yeah, right? one of okay. my closest friends, Peter Siddle, um, he's uh, he's vegan. Him and his uh, fiance are vegan. So one night I invited him into the restaurant and I thought, oh, let's, let's, yep. have, this, uh, let's have a crack at vegan. And mm. they absolutely loved it. So I was like, maybe we should, maybe it could be a hit. And Ever since we put it on, it's sort of it's become like about thirty five percent of our clientele, right. which is uh, which is huge. So but I think like, I mean, not only for health and 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 for personal reasons, I think a lot of it, a lot of like like what you said, they go come in and out of eating meat. I think yep. a lot to do with cost as well. To get produce these days, meat especially, mm. it's very 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 expensive. It is, yeah. So, for the good quality stuff, especially, for, and for, for that's what you quality. want for the restaurant. Yeah. yeah, and I think like a lot of people are eating better quality yeah. produce now because they don't i mean it's it's healthier for you yeah. so 
Um, and, and everyone's more into what's in it now and, yep. you know, the hormones and, and, and what's, what's it been fed. And yeah. so, you and know. And I think I th- the humane treatment, because I, I, right. I get on really well with butchers, like Gary the Butcher. At yeah. Some, and I think maybe because um, butchers are quite gregarious. and yep. jo- But the thing We're is okay. that We're people, okay. <laughs> no, you're a matured butcher. But the thing is that if people are a little bit more aware about just being yeah. conscious of yeah. wherever your produce or, the, or your um, livestock or whatever comes from and yep. how it's treated so. Yeah. All right. We've got to um, have a few more uh, messages, community service announcements. So we will be back right after this. Bonjour. I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Okay. We're back with Vicky Lang and Matthew Butcher. And uh, we're talking all things food and being a vegetarian or not, whatever you choose to do. Um, and uh, we're going to take it a little bit different direction i'd like to know vicky what what do you do for um a christmas menu you know i've oh. got somebody who is having uh, a friend who's having about 14 people over and i think um a, a fair whack of them are vegetarians um yeah. so what what does your christmas menu but look what, like yeah mine it varies each year because i've got children who yeah. um have to go to other like in-laws or their father's place or whatever and i just sort of always like to keep things really flexible yeah so we either meet for breakfast brunch or lunch or dinner mm-hmm. or after and so i it, no matter what meal it is i usually do center of the table shared platters and people who are vegetarian or vegan can choose or oh, that one you know it's got the beautiful dips and the yeah. those you know the thyme or the mint on top and you know so you might have whether it's um little cashew balls or just a little like instead of a vegetarian burger made into bite-sized pieces because we tend to overeat at christmas and that my style of menu is grazing yes. and why i love the platters that sort of more mediterranean and the sharing style is that yep. we all chat and look at one another and pass the platter someone pours the wine and you know you then i think oh i've got that rocket fuel in the fridge and it's just a semi-dried tomato lots of garlic i'm a garlic queen and chilies and macadamias yep. and just blended together into this beautiful creamy dip that is blows your brains out a bit but it's not i don't like bland why eat it if it's just ordinary just well, that's right. just for nutrition so we do these really in pesto from the garden whether it's asparagus or broccolini or some beautiful fresh green vibrant one yep. so just some of those selections of dips and and platters and roasted veggies mushrooms i love roasted um, swiss browns you know whether that's not the huge ones but yep. that you can sort of have with some of those creamy dips or when you're roasting your veggies throw in some balsamic. cubes of feta and balsamic the balsamic glaze, balsamic yep, glaze. makes a difference. And remember I told you about the little pan-fried um, caramelised mushrooms, the little yep. baby Swiss browns thrown in a hot pan. They can be served cold too, but hot pan, a little bit of garlic, garlic olive oil again, yeah. and just throw the mushies in until they just start to brown. Throw in, whether it's your own um, homemade sweet chili yep. sauce or the shop-bought, throw in a splash of that and that'll caramelise and then a splash of um, reduced balsamic vinegar. And in two, three minutes, it's caramelised, beautiful, glossy brown mushrooms and inside they're just al dente. That's and excellent. you can throw cashews or whatever, macadamias, whatever yeah. else. You in better it. chop me some paper. I was just going to say, so yeah. I'm start writing <laughs> Yeah, but, they're, writing but they're so quick and easy. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew, as a chef, are you stuck cooking on, on Christmas Never. Day? Really? Oh, good. <laughs> okay. I'm happy to hear that. My because, mom's uh, probably listening to this. And <laughs> I tell you, they're hey, trying to get me to cook one day, and there's not a chance. My mother's listening, too, all the way in New Jersey. I just got an email. So, uh, my oh. mom. But um, what, is, what is the menu in your f- Our menu doesn't change. Okay. It's, it's always stocks the same. Yeah. So, it's amazing. I mean, Christmas Day is my favorite holiday. Yeah. Um, but we, we always have Christmas at, at our home. Um, my dad will never leave home on Christmas yep. Day, even though I'm trying to convince him to have a white Christmas in New York, which I'll keep doing. Pops, if you're listening. Yep. 
Um, I'm doing that this year, by the way. Oh, First jealous. time in 20 years. Jealous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we always we always start. We always have Christmas lunch is uh, our main focus. Yeah. Um, we generally have between sort of 15 to 25 people over. Yeah. Um, and we always start with chicken soup. So my right. my nana's chicken soup. Right. We always start with. Yeah. Um, that's generally mum hasn't burnt it, which are the last <laughs> couple of years. Can you burn chicken soup? She's 90 percent rate going burnt right now. So really, yes. How do you burn chicken soup? Oh, it's it's called having a cheap pot. Tad. <laughs> oh, okay. You, would, you you'd know this when you you'd have happened I before. Do, yeah. So and to me, obviously. Um, but yeah, so chicken soup to start. Yep. And then we have a um, like Vicky have a, a massive table full of shared platters of. The normal roast pork with crackle, of course, my Beautiful. favorite apple sauce, um, roast lamb, yep. chicken, chicken, roast chicken yep. and stuffing, and then all the sides you can possibly ask for, honey, carrots, green peas, mum yep. that normally boils for way too long, um, <laughs> and you know, um, cauliflower cheese, all the sides you have with, with mainly a roast, and yep. we all sit there, and, the, and obviously, you know what Christmas here is in Melbourne, it's summer, Definitely, yep. so we sit down in 35 degree heat, and Eat, eat lunch and Sweat. put the hats on and <laughs> play with the bonbons and yep. off we go and we always start we always try and finish with yeah. a speech where mum will always cry generally so <laughs> just for, is that just, the goal to make mum cry generally <laughs> we always try and make her cry in the mornings when we right. give her the Christmas presents yep. like last year with the, the tickets to London sure Aww. but um so this year I don't know how we're going to make it work this year because we can't really beat that can we well so, I guess if she didn't know that you do that intentionally she would know now if she's listening yeah. so uh, <laughs> but so, you know all the love food um um, that's what my kids call my food, love food, mum. Yeah. You've got any of that love soup in the freezer? Because, you know, it's food is what you talked about, your mum's, the chicken soup, or your grandma was your mum's chicken my, soup. My nana's, yeah. Nana's yeah. chicken soup. And someone always wants to do the plum pudding because it's, it's their part of their contribution to the oh, table. absolutely. I just think that is the powerful. There's nothing that tastes better than love. Oh, Someone exactly. preparing the food. There's so food. much love in that in this food yeah. that we have. Yeah. Even to dessert and then finish off the night with seafood. So I was going to say, do you, you do do the seafood? Seafood at yep. night time. Yep. So it's a, it's a full-on day with food. I generally yeah. sneak off in the afternoon for a few hours nap. But um, <laughs> but it's all about food on Christmas Day for our yeah. family, which is... Yeah. Same with mine. You know, which is love and that's how food should be shared with yeah. with, with your loved ones. So. Yeah. Mm. Moving away from food, you brought up some kitchen disasters with your mum, but, um, but I'm sure... You've had I've a fair few. Tab. Okay, I've well, what's your worst kitchen disaster that you want to admit to? And again, we my worst kitchen d- disaster, yeah. my one. Oh, I don't know where to start, mate. <laughs> I have no idea where to start. I generally, um, in the kitchen now, I have about ten chefs at Morris yep. Jones, so I um, I don't get in there as probably right. as much as I can where I want to because they always try and kick me out. <laughs> but I've got this uh, thing for putting putting something in the oven and then drifting off somewhere else. Right. So Fair enough. I think last last week, we, we made this squid ink brioche. Oh. Um, this is the most recent one. Yep. Um, and we we bake it and then we dehydrate it. But silly me, thought, oh, you know, jump in, help the chefs out. And, you know, <laughs> I'll put it in the oven, start baking it. And you know what? Three hours later, I say, like, let's get ready for service, guys. Let's go. And then... Uh, What's all that smoke in the oven? And it was my brioche. So oh, you can no. only imagine having eight young chefs, eight young arrogant yep. chefs, looking at me, thinking, "Chef, what are you doing? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing?" So, but that, that's one of my recent disasters. That's all right. So. I'm sure you wouldn't have had a go at them if they burnt the brioche, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I probably would. So that's why I just had a bit of a giggle and yeah, I walked yeah. away. I said, "You guys just do. You guys take care. Work it out. Take care of it." So, that's but cool. amongst a, a lot more, back in when I worked on Kitchen Nightmares. Yep had with Gordon there's yeah. a, there's a lot of disasters there a lot but, uh, of swearing too yeah, a lot of swearing yeah. so we'll skip that one yeah so can you <laughs> beat Vicky? that Vicky or? yeah 
I've had a few. I was just thinking, I've got to tell more than one if I make quickly. If yeah, I'm quick, you've got time. Well, the first time when, because I love making my own homemade bread, and sometimes I've got a bread making machine too. When you think, oh, I'm busy, no. or I'm at the computer, or when I chuck everything. Being. Yeah, but it's a oh, good one. And okay. chuck it in, you put the seeds, and I'm always using like the spelt flour and lots of seeds and linseeds lin, um, lin and okay. sunflower seeds, you know, pepitas, all those. Uh, and um, the first time I used chia seeds, I got they're very thirsty, and it's like this combustor brick was like briquette. Because oh, no. you have to obviously soak them in water first. And I was going, why is a bread making machine going jumping around? Right. But there's that. And the other thing is when I used to cook for um, health food shops and yeah. cook for a little restaurant up in Surface Paradise many years ago, we do these topless vegetarian pies when they had the topless meat maids and so on. We thought we'd do topless, topless, topless pies before those oh, pies. cheese vegetarian pies. <laughs> what do you right. think I said? Sorry, I think I zoned off for a yeah. second. No, 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 sorry. Pies. Topless. But we did Tad's these. eyes lit up and I we was We did like, these really voluptuous looking pies that were, you know, people want to sort of like make lots and sell lots and make more money, but these ones are really generous. So I think if you make it, you charge a bit more, but it's, yeah. so I've had this really, no flavor, no fillers or anything, lots of vegetables, the pumpkin that cooks down a bit, everything, all the garlic and onion and stuff. So you make this big pot of vegetables and then yep. you'd do the wholemeal little crusts. We're doing them all individually in these, you know, sort of handmade. And then fill them to the peak, and then some che- and cheese, and then gr- and bake them. So then you've got fresh tomato and parsley. They were they were really like a whole meal in a pie. They were very popular. But when we were doing the big filling pots of filling, then um, you know we were sort of like, what's this? You've done this all the chopped veggies, this great big pot of filling, and you think well, I didn't put spinach in it, and it was the Brillo pad that was in what the, the Brillo pad. The someone had washed the big pot, put it up Get on out. a. Thing. And so you had to start. Well, we did. You had to start again. But and then my my sister was at a friend's place and she was eating a spanakopita. <laughs> she's she's like soaring through. The, she's like it won't cut, and she's really embarrassed because she didn't. And then <laughs> someone had washed the spinach in the sink and it had one of the sort of scarab pads. Oh no! <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and no, so I'm sure good. there'd be a funny book in the funny things happen on the way to the kitchen. I've been actually writing, putting something like this together for years and I think everyone has got stories about that. I've got one great one, Tad, Let's about my mother. <laughs> a, few, a, few, mother. a few years ago. <laughs> we still talk about this on Christmas Day. And uh, so my mum likes to get organised for Christmas yep. and uh, with all the food and one night she decided to roast the pork the night before, didn't she? And <laughs> I don't know what, what happened, but I don't think she might have left it out overnight. And right. oh, we're no. sitting there with the whole family. There would have been probably about 40 of us at this stage. Um, and they start cutting through the pork, and you can only imagine what's popping out of it. Extra protein. <laughs> yep, oh, some maggots. Oh, no. So, so it comes oh. up every Christmas now. Oh, it's no. hilarious. I'm sorry, Mum. Well, oh. I've got one. It's not actually me, though. It's actually my father's. It's years always a and years ago. <laughs> it is always a friend. But um, my, you know how the, um, I don't know, you can get some, the, the soap, the dish soap containers look similar sometimes to back in the States, depending on, on the brand, you know, to the oil that you could use. And, you know, unfortunately, the oil was kept next to the um, the dish soap. And my father was making a salad and dressing it up and all sort of stuff. And my poor brother, Michael, was like just a kid and not into vegetables. And my he's like, oh, no, Dad, this doesn't taste right. And he was really like, no, I can't eat it. And my father's getting angry with him. No, you eat the salad, eat your greens and all that sort of stuff. And my dad went and had a taste of it. And he's like... 
it's like frothing in his mouth. It's just, you know, because it was oh, no. soap. It was awful. Oh, but no. that was not me, so that's fine. But, um, yeah, so those things do happen. But uh, it's quite interesting that um, you do recover. And um, it's always different if it happens at home versus in in a restaurant um, where, yeah, you know, your name's on the sign. from the restaurant scene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't want anything things happening. So. No, that's right. But... Um, but they are sort of fun to hear about, and, and everybody's human, and everybody makes mistakes. I blew my son's um, brains out. Well, not really. Oh. No, oh. <laughs> I got your attention. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no. Do you want me to talk? No? Um, yeah, you've you got to go. If you've got theah, thirty seconds, just here. Yeah, we had this beautiful. I had this beautiful big orange plate, and I always like to make sushi. It's something when everyone yep. arrives and everything. So, and then I put you know the little wasabi little dots because it looks so gorgeous on the plate. Yeah. And I was really over extravagant with the <laughs> wasabi on. The, I put it on the nori as well. And my son goes. He dips it in. He's got, he's got smoke coming out of his nose and his ears. Oh, and I'm going, oh, you wuss. And then, so my other son had one even without dipping it, and he was had the same. And I had a taste. So we, what we had to try and mop out the extra wasabi from the rolls because there were so many of them. They were beautiful, oh. but I just got overexcited. Your poor kids. But my kids love it. They still keep coming back. Yeah, they do. I know. That's that's all right. <laughs> um, we are going to have some more. Um, uh, community service announcements and some sponsorship announcements and we'll be right back. You're listening to Cravings on Joy 94.9. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station Joy 94.9. We've just added a fresh batch of new podcasts to the Joy website. Head to joy.org.au backslash backslash chickstalking footing footy sorry to hear the girls talking about the CTF's first season highlights. Check out Joy dot org dot au backslash candy see drive factory to catch chris and cam give a hashtag rosy dog update as well as talking exciting uni degrees and celebrity news see joy dot org dot au backslash been there done that to celebrate the 23rd anniversary of joy melbourne going to air and to recognize world aids day 2016 or simply head to our latest podcast feed at joy dot org dot au backslash podcasts joy podcasts where you want them when you want them via the joy website and itunes Hi, I'm Anna De Silva, and you're listening to Cravings with Pete Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Okay, we're back in the studio with Vicky Lang and, and uh, Matthew Butcher. We're talking all things food, what's happening in, in, in Melbourne with uh, you know, new seasonal produce and what's going on in Matthew's life and um, what else is happening you know, moving forward into 2017. It's not that far off. We are just a couple of weeks out of Christmas and then... Here we are. Well, I'm really excited for Mr. and Mrs. P. Um, yeah, that's, that's really which we cool. We spoke about earlier. Um, is there a so date for that? Not yet, okay. but it's gonna. I think it will be around the uh, the fourth to the seventh of January. So that's exciting. Super excited about that one. Um, obviously, the Morris Jones. There's always so much going on. Morris Jones. Yeah, it's a it's a beast that yeah. place. Um, but yeah, that's that's what my main. Uh, you know, they're my two main focuses at the moment. Yeah. Um, Working on a nice little uh, charcuterie menu, yep. which I know Vicky wouldn't be very impressed with. Um, <laughs> oh, I would be if other people <laughs> like it, but I probably would choose something else, which I'm sure you'd create some vegetarian delights. Yeah, we've got some delights. good vegetarian delights. But um, yeah. we bought this yeah. uh, meat slicer um, in Italy. Um, obviously, right. I just travelled through there. But we, my, my parents and I, um, my family, we, we've, we discovered this meat slicer. You turn, obviously, you turn the wheel oh, and yes. it, it slices. Yep. And in Dijon, um, actually not in Italy, through Paris. Yeah. Um, Sorry, France. And then, um, so funnily enough, I get back and we've actually got one for Mr. and Mrs. P. So oh, cool. I'm excited to get that that moving. And then I've just started working on uh, the, the menus for the US Masters, which is coming up very, very quickly. When is that again? Is it? 
April start. April, okay. So I fly out at the end of March. So. Right, that's really good. So, um, but yeah, next year is going to be a big year, um, big year for for myself and and the team. So, that's I'm great. sure it's a big year for Vicky because yeah. she having 15 books and she's going to do a lot of consulting with me from now on, I That's think. Right. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'd really love to. I love your style. No, the, how much passion you have. Did you see that when you were stalking me earlier? Yeah. No, I looked up um, That's Morris only the beginning. Because I thought I might have been following you on Instagram. Mm, maybe. But, um, yeah, no, no, no. Not personally. <laughs> I don't know, Vicky. No, I have a few cafes and restaurants that um, follow my little site just because I'm always coming up with something new with fresh produce and I think sometimes um, as chefs have been trained a lot in protein centre plate and then yep. the extra things being always looking for new ideas and yeah. that's why social media can be very handy for that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Next question. It's a tough one. You guys ready for it? One of the things that we have um, we always ask our guests when they come in, um, your secret food shame. So Matthew, what's your secret food shame? My secret food shame? Yeah. I don't know if it's shame but <laughs> my 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 treat, what I love, yep. and I really should not say this, um, <laughs> is a McChicken burger from McDonald's with a steamed bun. Oh, there you go. It's funny enough. It, bun. Funnily enough, it'd probably be my last two meals I'd eat on <laughs> really? planet Earth. That and my mum's roast lamb. But <laughs> oh, I've just, I, I mean, people look at me like I'm an idiot because it's like no. McDonald's, um, and I'm not. Give him a shout or anything like no. that. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> the new I just, no, the US right. <laughs> There's a new um, burger by Matthew. I, I'd love to do a burger at McDonald's though. Um, but no, that's that's. I mean, I don't know if I'm so ashamed of it, but uh, a lot of people tell me that I should be ashamed. I don't. Of it. Th- you shouldn't be ashamed. So. I think everybody is. If they haven't had one, even you, Vicky Lang, is lying. If they have never had a, a burger from McDonald's, what's your secret? That shame, is Vicky? so funny because I think it was in the seventies of McDonald's. Opened and my kids were literally going, We want to go to McDonald's. We want to go to McDonald's. I'm going, I'm not going there. And then we drive through and they go, Talk in there, mum. Like, I'm not talking to a bin. And they're going, No, talk. And someone goes, Can I take your order? I'm not going to roll fry. <laughs> and then I ordered, I did, we tried it once. And I ordered them whatever they wanted a cheeseburger or Big Mac. And then I ordered a Big Mac without the patty and whatever. And they did, they got really confused. as what do we right. give her? But anyway, because I went through with the kids, I never did again. And not knocking McDonald's, it just wasn't my style of food. But um, I don't have, and you talked about the food shame. I'm not really ashamed of any, but what I, I get a bit addicted to. I think I, I know what you. your food shame is. What's that? A bucket of KFC. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not my. But the thing is, remember I told you about the um, Turkish Delight? Now, here it yes. is Turkish Delight from Pray Market. Oh, she's got the most. I don't eat a lot of like lollies or sweets. It's just not my style. But every now and then you, I chop them up and use them in ingredients. So I chopped up. Her amazing um, Turkish delight with rose water, etc., and then I put it through the vanilla. Oh, because I love vanilla bean ice cream. But Mix how do you, it through I mean, that. How do you eat that when there's gelatin in with it? With a spoon? No, <laughs> no, no. But it doesn't. She said it's got vegetable gum. Oh, or am okay. I wrong? Maybe oh, I've been eating. Know. No, there's a lot of. Lot there's of different, different ways you can do it. Yeah, because yeah. I asked her if it was vegetarian. Right. But um, so I chopped that up and mixed it in with a vanilla vanilla bean ice cream, and then it infused over a few days. Uh-huh. And I added because I've been making these ice cream cakes with. The best ice cream that you can get, I didn't make it myself, but I mixed it with um, Greek yogurt. So okay. it's that and then fruit, whether it's roasted cherries or strawberries or whatever and pomegranate. And I just layer these different layers of the, in yeah. a spring form tin and at the top you add the raspberries and pomegranate seeds, maybe some edible blossoms. And that's a, an ice cream cake. I don't think that's anything to be ashamed of though. No, no what, I think, but when I think I've she's made, lagging on that one. No, yeah. when I made the Turkish Delight ice cream and I had it in, put it back in the little tub, 
I couldn't stop going back to it all through the day because I work at home. Was it a home. pint or something? Or just no, no I didn't have a whole pint. I just every day I had to go and have more until it was gone. Then I was so relieved because I didn't have to think about it anymore. Okay. And that's so it's not so much. What's yours, Tad? <laughs> yeah. What's mine? That's, you know what? It, it would be a Kit Kat bar, and I've, I've already admitted that on this show before. So it would be a Kit Kat bar. Yeah, it's hard to go I'm past. I'm still fond of the Kit Kat bar. Yeah, not What's all the that? time. Hmm? What? Come on, really? Yeah, let's get back you know to the real shame, Vicky. Yes. That wasn't it. That was definitely what was you going to educate me? I don't know. <laughs> a Kit Kat bar? I think it's said a Kit Kat bar. Oh, you go past say, what rock do you live you under? When you... That's what's going to go down to what it is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Vicky. Um, a Kit Kat bar. <laughs> That's not, my, that doesn't get my imagination as much as the Kit Kat bar. You both go past so let's go in and we'll be kicked out. No, not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, so we've all revealed our secret shame, um, and we're not being judged at all. But I probably am. <laughs> you, know, you would be, but that's all right. But look, you're honest with yourself, and that's the important thing. You know, um, What else can you do, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, moving forward, Vicky's having a laughing fit here. <laughs> I'm still laughing at myself with a kick-out part. I'm going to dine out on that for a while. No, that's all right. Maybe it's something Good I should develop. way to finish develop. the show, that is. Exactly. <laughs> I am quite, um, like, I'm not mind, you know, speaking up and making a bit of a fool of myself because I'm just, it's really hilarious. It's only live radio. God, I'd never say that. It's better you than me. No, I'm glad. See, I'm just trying to make, take the focus off. This is your first anniversary show and takes the pressure off you. I appreciate that, Vicky. And then I can be the scapegoat. Matthew, just getting back to being a chef and, and, you know, the, the, the difficulties of doing you do you know i I know there's a lot of people that kind of feel or you know they think it's easy because obviously you probably make it look easy and and you know those hard times in the kitchen and that sort of thing are don't always come through when you're doing an interview or you know and and and, nor should it or even when you're walking through the restaurant you know you would have a smile on your face that sort of thing you know what's the hardest thing you know with with being a chef and and doing all the things that you do and and you know the the commitments that you have um what what would be the most difficult part of that for you, and and how do you sort of find a, a bit of a balance? Um, finding time's the hardest to, yeah. to. I mean, when you start spreading yourself out through so many different things, I think um, finding time in the right places, and I mean, you know, the, finding time for the staff. Yeah, I'm more, I'm very very much about staff development, mm-hmm. especially especially chefs, because um, one, I would not be able to do what I'm doing right now sitting here. Yeah, interview you know on an interview with yourself yep. and, and lovely Vicky, um, or being able to do you know the the aged care facility yep. or the cook of the masters or my new project. Yep. Um, so I really like to spend a lot of time in the staff, but I think balancing the balancing the, the time between sort of places and and people is is yeah. where I find myself in the hardest situation each day. Yeah, because um, obviously you have a lot of people to still impress and. Um, a lot of people will look up to you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Especially the team. I mean, Morris Jones itself, we have 50 staff members. Yeah. So it's, like I said, it's a beast. And to be, it's like to be there for 50 employees, um, you know, 12 of them being chefs, uh, and that's not even including kitchen hands. So right. I feel like when you start moving it out and doing more, and Vicky would know this by having so many books and, <laughs> you know, being on, on, you know, working on different, you know, produce. Yeah. Um, boards etc um, you know finding time is my most difficult but 
as soon as I walk through the restaurant, I, you know, the smile comes out and I'm happy. I mean, I, yeah. I get to do what I love to do every day. And I mean, my biggest thing is about growth and personal yep. growth and career growth and keep, you know, I have great people in Melbourne. I think Melbourne's one of the most known cities in the world now for some of the best food and best chefs. And you know, some of, I like to call some of these guys, you know, friends and like Shannon yeah. and even before we you know, started talking, Adam De Silva brought us back in, yeah. you know, That's him right. having, you know, looking up to him, yep. playing golf with him, you know, getting still learning and growing and yeah. trying to take everything. But, you know, I think that's the most difficult thing for me is just balancing time and finding and time. So, And I guess it's also learning, I don't know, because this is something that I've had to learn too, is that sometimes you have to say no. And it, 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 it can be looked at as a negative thing, but you have to say no sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing to, to do that if, if it's because you – you know, need to slow down or, or, or need to focus on something that's important to you at that point in time. And um, and I think it's important to recognize that um, because, you Gordon, know. Gordon always taught me never to say no. So that's where I probably, right. probably where I've learned more the last 18 months is to be able to say no. Yeah. Um, because when you start doing so much, you can't be everywhere. You can't do everything. Yeah. And, and I, guess- I think that I find myself now saying no more, which is not very... You know, it's not something that I, I like to think very highly yeah. of and say no, but, you know, I think, like, I'm very much now value my time a lot more. So it's... Yeah, but I, I think say it a lot more often now. It's probably more in the context of, of what you're saying no to as well. I mean, obviously, exactly. it's something very important you're not going to say no to. Um, mm. um, but if it's something that can wait or or if it might not work for you, you know, that's the other thing too. I mean, just accepting jobs and things like that to, yeah. to do, you have to really think about what you're doing, I guess, and... and making sure that it's right for the direction you want to be in. And yeah, and I think Vicky sums it up earlier before we started. I think it's just the key is to, to, to be happy, Yeah, I think. And, I mean, if, if you can do something and it will make you happy, then do it. But, if, you know, happiness yeah. is the key for, for anything, I think. Yeah, and love what you're doing. In this life. So. Yeah, absolutely. Very, yeah. very important. Because, and I always thought, oh, I just keep getting reminded that, and that sounds funny, we're alive, like I'm alive. And people yeah. go, yeah, big deal. And I go, no, I'm alive. And then I'll work it out, whatever it is, because we've all had our challenges. And then I giggle and I go, and if I was dead, I wouldn't care. And that makes me giggle. And then I go back to what I was thinking about, and I think, oh, and you end up solving the problem, or you go That's for right. a walk or whatever. But I think that human and your friends and the staff and the, the, the human beings around you that you meet day by day that you may even know, not even know their name, I think it's very powerful just to be respectful and not and try and enhance people's feeling of dignity, like the aged care yep. facility, the menus, I think is very powerful. And just enjoying what you do, not wasting our life to acquire whatever or achieve whatever we think we should be doing, but just keep going back and reevaluating and, and not forgetting the humanness of, of, of what we do every day. And I think through your menus, you can touch a lot of people and you can give lots of chefs and staff a lot of opportunities and lead them by example. That's the best thing yeah. Yeah, about what we right. do. It is, and and mm. you you do leave an impact with every person that comes in your restaurant or reads your book, or you yeah. know, it, you do have that impact, and I think that's the important part of it all. You know, there's nothing that's insignificant, and everything that you do matters. And but we know. often think that what like I'm just a little person who we're all just little people. I'm just a little person who does the best with what I do and everything, yeah. and then you sort of think, oh, but how can I help with sharing your experiences yeah, and things like that's that? Right. That's what I'd love to do. Absolutely. Wow, this hour has gone quick. Um, thank <laughs> you fly, so much it? for coming in um, and having a chat with me today. And um, I know Pete Dillon's probably um, 
you know, I'm Shout sure he's happy. Pete. I hope you're well, mate. Yeah, um, he's, he would have liked to have been here, but he's, he's taken that annual leave day, and that's cool. I hope he's having a great time. Um, we will be back next week. Coming up next um, after these announcements is the escape pod. And thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate Thanks for having us. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.